All right, let's get started. This is Fundraising Radio, episode number 18. And today as a guest speaker, we have uh, Farmun Akmalov. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Um, he's a CEO and co-founder of Airdus, a company that does um, drone scanning. And uh, Farmun has gone through incubator, pre-accelerator, and accelerator. He's also a student at UCLA. And today he will tell us about how students can start their startups and what are the pros and cons of incubators, accelerators, and pre-accelerators. So Farman, let's get started by you telling us a little bit about yourself and about Airdas. Sure. Yes. Sounds very good. I just, yeah, I wanted to thank you actually for inviting me and for a warm introduction. And uh, like Constantine said, I'm Farman and I'm a serial entrepreneur. Actually, my first startup was green tech industry in the green tech industry, and I was building it with my co-founder while pursuing bachelor's degree, but uh, that company failed, obviously. Um, but we earned good amount of money and learned a lot, and we sold this product in like six European countries. It was fun and useful journey. And uh, this is my second startup, uh, Airdas, and I started this when I was studying at a master's degree. And we started in January 2018 as a like service providers for universities. We have been through like incubator, pre-acceleration and acceleration program, like three of them. Uh, it was fun. And in the beginning, actually, we were just thermal inspection company who wanted to find heat leaks on the dormitories and help universities to renovate their building. But uh, they were not our early adopters. That's why we had to move to private sector after that. Got it. Sounds pretty interesting. So uh, what stage is Airdas at right now? We are at the revenue stage. After accelerator program, we started to earn money and like be sustainable. So we don't need our other external monies so far. Got it. So uh, can you tell us a little bit? You've gone through incubator, pre-accelerator and accelerator. Can you tell us a little bit about the differences between the programs? Right. Yes. Actually, for us, there was really significant difference because when we were going through each stage of startup development, we were kind of in different level of mindset, too, because as an entrepreneur, you need like right mindset. Uh, for example, when we came to incubator program uh, at the university, we just had an idea and a dream that we'll be entrepreneurs, you know, like solving problems and helping our university being kind of star students and in this kind of stage as an like entrepreneur you need passion and willingness to work hard to develop your product that's the only thing and the, as an end result what you will get is a rough mvp minimum viable product and some ideas in which direction you will go and feedback from potential customers building your first business model and in pre-accelerator program, you mostly focus on your product and customer segment. You, you will improve your uh, minimum viable product into a minimum sellable product. So you can just sell it and earn some money to get some traction and persistently like sell all the time to prove that you have certain, certain like customer segments who are interested in your product or service. And at the end, you will have uh, 
some sales, you will have websites, social media pages, and you know who are your early ad adopters. That's the main goal of pre-accelerator program. If we come to accelerator program, it's much more advanced and it's revenue focused. And our main goal was to increase our revenue as Airdas and boost the overall growth in the company, increase team number of team members, you know, like uh, followers on social media, visitors to our website. And of course, we also closely worked with mentors from different verticals. And we also start, started doing cold sales, you know, like uh, aggressively invest in marketing and search engine optimization. For us, LinkedIn platform was one of the effective channels actually to acquire leads. And we also like started doing accounting and you know like legal stuff good, protecting your ip and at the same time we were just closely watching our competitors how they were doing just not to let them outgrow us that was kind of our experience that's pretty interesting actually that's literally the first time that i hear that someone enjoyed their experience on uh linkedin and on advertisement mm -hmm. on linkedin but uh, just curious, how many attraction channels have you tried? Uh, I, I guess we have tried all of them, like LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and we also had like Instagram, you know, like Google, everything, because we were just experimenting in the beginning. That's really cool. So uh, I haven't found any information on you raising any money. Um, so how, how do you manage to actually test all those channels if you were not, uh, if you didn't get any investments? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Actually, in the beginning, we were uh, like bootstrapping by like investing our money. It was about like 10,000 euros, our initial money. And after that, when we started just participating in the incubator program, pre-accelerator and accelerator program, we also get, you know, like different kind of packages, services. For example, Google ads worth of 5,000 euros, or there is also like uh, 10,000 euros credit for Facebook ads. You know, like this kind of supports we were getting from our sponsors when we were participating in these programs. And after that also like, uh, they also invest equity investment they do in pre-accelerator and accelerator programs too. Uh, what do you mean by equity investment? For example, uh, exchange to equity percentage in your company. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's like a standard form of uh, operations here. All right, got it. Um, so which program do you think was the most helpful for you? Hmm. Definitely accelerator program because this program helped us to have sales and marketing strategy and have a clear idea in which direction we should go. Till that time, we were just wandering around, you know, like we didn't have clear vision about the future of Airdas and we were just trying to sell our service to any direction what we thought is a potential customer. Yeah. Got it. That's, that's really great. Uh, so you mentioned that you got something like uh, packages from your uh, uh, accelerators, incubators, and uh, pre-accelerators. How much in total right. do you raise? Let's see so. 
yeah, we raised uh, $60,000 roughly in cash, in like uh, office space and other services. And I think, you know, like it's better to get cash and services instead of just cash. Of course, cash is king, but in the early mm -hmm. stage of startup development, you need mentors and partners who will help you to save time and money instead of just making all the mistakes by yourself and wasting a lot of resources. Right, right. So uh, also what I wanted to talk about is about your experience as a startup founder at UCLA. From what I've heard, uh, UCLA has some really good programs for startup founders. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, yes. Actually, at UCLA, we have like really strong support from community of like-minded students especially from brewing entrepreneurs. This is how we call our community. And uh, every week there are like different kind of events and workshops happening on the campus. And students also have an opportunity to participate in summer, accel summer accelerator program to develop their startups. You know, like we, they also receive financial resources, place to work. And at the same time, you meet a lot of amazing students who are also passionate about entrepreneurship. Got it. So people, if you're able to pay $40,000 per year to study at UCLA, you might get this financial aid of $5,000. I'm just kidding, just right. UCLA here a little bit. <laughs> so uh, that's really interesting. I didn't even know that they're providing this sort of scholarships for founders, which I think is amazing. Um, Right. So for people who are currently in university or college or whatever, what would be your advice? What would be the thing that you would recommend them doing first? Mm -hmm. Based on my experience, uh, when you're studying, you have like time just to study and at the same time develop your startup. But it also like depends on your condition because sometimes people have savings so they can just risk by going to startup industry and just starting their own company but there are people who are not financially stable or sustainable you know like in that case it will be hard for them but what i advise is first of all to save money if you want to develop sustainable company because you will need uh, like bootstrapping in the beginning especially in europe and but if you have investor or people who can back you up and help financially, then definitely just go in a direction when you're like passionate about or interested, let's say about green tech, sustainability, you know, like social entrepreneurship and just risk, learn, but also be very smart with your resources and time. Better just to talk to people who already went through the process, the journey, instead of just trying to make all the mistakes, you know, like by yourself, by your team, and after that, lose a lot of time and money. Right, got it. So uh, actually another question that I wanted to ask you, uh, it's uh, you're from Latvia originally, right? And the company headquarters, I believe, is in Latvia, right? Right, in Riga, in Latvia, yes. Right, so uh, where are most of your clients located? Are there, they in US or in Latvia? Mm -hmm. Actually, our uh, main clients and partners are in Latvia and in Baltic states, Estonia and Lithuania, because uh, in the early stage, it's very hard to test your idea in a foreign market. That's why we started also like by talking to 
our people from our network and from talking to closest companies who are in the capital without going to suburbs. Right. Yeah, that works. That definitely explains it. Um, so, so this is fundraising radio and obviously it's all about fundraising. So, uh, what is the current stage of your funding? Let's say, um, are you trying to reach out to new investors in the US or in Latvia, or uh, are you making any movements in this direction? Mm -hmm. To be honest, in our stage, we have money. And as I mentioned earlier, we're a sustainable company. That's why we're supporting ourselves so far. And we have investment also to move uh, our headquarters to US, to Los Angeles. That's why we're not looking for investments for now. 2020 would be like good for us. And for 2021, maybe. Um, here's a question for you. How many months prior to your uh, runway would you start raising money? So when you have, uh, uh, let's say six months prior to your dead end, let's say so, uh, would you start raising money or would you wait a couple more months? Mm -hmm. The optimal period would be five to six months for us because we are like service providers. That's why burn rate isn't that high. And uh, for example, and we also like, it's also like marketplace, you know, like we connect the people and get the cut from the revenue. That's why five to six months would be fine for us. That's a perfect answer, actually. I just wanted to mention to all my listeners that five to six months is a pretty good amount of money that you can take. But ideally, you should start raising eight months prior to your dead end because there is planning, there is negotiation, et cetera, et cetera. And if you start too late, you're dead. So please do right. not make these mistakes. I have a couple of founders here who started too late and it didn't feel nice. Um, so so uh, another question I would ask you about fundraising here is uh, prior to you getting into an accelerator, uh, all those programs, do you try to reach angel investors or any sort of uh, financial institutions? You mean during our kind of like participation in this program? Yeah, pro before you got into the accelerator, into this incubator, did you try to reach some other investors, for example, angels or maybe even VCs? Mm -hmm. Right, yes. We actually uh, participated in tech event conferences, you know, like where a bunch of uh, venture capitalists and different kind of angel investors come. But the thing was, we didn't have traction. That's why they were not interested in investing in us. And that's why we had to go to pre-accelerator program and we were like accepted and got money, different resources. Got it, right. So uh, I get pretty often question, uh, frequent question, what should I do if I don't have traction? The answer is just go to the accelerator or to the incubator. Uh, no one will really give you money if you don't have traction. So either or. Exactly. Here. Right. Um, so, um, what do you think your first step of, as from my understanding, you are planning to move your company headquarters from Latvia to the US, Los Angeles, right? Right. Yes. What, what steps will you take to make this transition? Mm -hmm. That's actually a really good question. We are working on it with my co-founder. So far we have, uh, like two plans. First is to be accepted to Y Combinator. That's a main program where they invest about 150K. 
because besides money, they also have network of alumni, you know, like where we can find customers, partners, suppliers. And the second, uh, second plan or like second way to do is just opening up Dotu company here in Los Angeles and mm -hmm. having an office. And after that, starting just to selling our service to customers different from different industries and to earn money, I hope. <laughs> right, right. That sounds pretty good. Um, actually, here I wanted to note that uh, one of our, I mean, not one of my previous guests, who is uh, the founder of OpenLens, which is this messenger <laughs> where the call is hosted, he went through YC Combinator. So uh, if you, if people who are listening to this record are interested in listening to experience of a YC alumni, you should check it out. It's literally one of the first episodes on fundraising radio. Um, cool. So another question that I wanted to ask you is, uh, have you heard, uh, no, no, actually, no mind. Question is, um, moving from one country to another is pretty hard, especially legal wise. How do you plan mm -hmm. to do that? How do you plan to cover those expensive and, uh, and um, lawyers in Los Angeles are just insanely expensive uh what do you think to do with this problem right it's actually one of the pain points i guess what i have the thing is i'm using my savings that's the first thing and because especially from my first startup i earned like a good amount of money and saved up a little bit and i also like get money from my second startup too that's why so far i'm like supporting myself through my savings for later on, like I mentioned, if we get to Y Combinator, we can just cover our like basic expenses. That would be a very perfect scenario. But the second way is just working part-time on campus, especially if you have F1 visa, you cannot work off campus. That's why just taking part-time work on the campus will help you to cover your expenses. That's the first thing. And at the same time, just trying to find the contractors so you can also earn business i mean earn with your business like this also you can cover your rent you know like transportation as a like business expense that also helps but you should be very smart with your money and very careful with spending right here i want to note for people who haven't listened to some of my previous episodes uh one of my speakers who is the pre uh, partner of Reventive ventures said that one of the ways of kind of fundraising is reaching out to uh, lawyers in Silicon Valley or in Los Angeles or wherever you're going to and asking them to kind of invest in your company by giving them, by giving you um, service credits. So they can give you like 20,000 worth of lawyers services in exchange for, let's say, a couple of percent, which serves as a great validation of your idea and which is really helpful too. Um, right. just a quick note here. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope that can help you. Um, right. So uh, the final question before we wrap up that I want to ask you is uh, why did you decide to, you're planning to move your headquarters to Los Angeles, US, instead of right. the regular Silicon Valley? Why not Silicon Valley? Mm -hmm. First reason is because of my studies because I study, I mean, at UCLA and it's, uh, it's time consuming just being far from university at the same time study. 
And second thing is in San Francisco or Silicon Valley, it's very expensive. For example, LA is pretty big and you can find the office like much cheaper than in Silicon Valley or in San Francisco. But we are planning to move closer to Tech Hub, but when we raise money or when we are accepted to Y Combinator, so we'll have money to cover our expenses. And at the same time, we'll be close to the, let's say like uh, stars or let's say tech gurus of Silicon Valley. Got it. Yeah, that makes total sense. That's actually uh, Los Angeles is like second Silicon Valley. That's why Los Angeles is often called Silicon Beach. Uh, Silicon Beach, right. Yeah, I like that name. It makes me happy. <laughs> so uh, oh. also, I was curious if you're fine talking about that. I know that most of accelerator programs usually take, let's say, uh, usually like three to five percent of the stake of the company. So uh, mm-hmm. how much of your company did you give to those programs that you've gone through? Mm-hmm. It's uh, 9% of the company. If you add up everything, mm-hmm. that was covering our like total equity, what we gave away for 60K. Yeah, that sounds actually like a great deal, taking into account that you get the access to all the resources, advisors, etc. So yeah, it sounds like Accelerators is a really great option for people who are just starting, who have no experience in uh, startups. Actually, you had experience in startups, my bad. It's good for people who are just starting the company and are not sure where to go with it. That's for sure. All right, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks a lot, Farman, for participating, for sharing your experiences, for telling us about the differences between incubators, pre-accelerators, and accelerators. It was really super helpful listening to you, even for me. And uh, all right, one last question before we say cut is this, what would be your advice to yourself five years ago? Hmm. Five years ago. Right. Don't hesitate, start and learn during the process. Because I was like postponing a lot. I was saying, okay, I'm just studying in bachelor's degree. It's early. <laughs> nope, that's wrong. You should just start, go, fail, learn, never say no. Right. That's a really inspiring thing to say. And we will say cut here. Thanks again, Farman. Um, I really had a great much. time listening to you. For, All right. Yeah. Thank you, Constantine. Thanks. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye.